Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast, brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 338, recorded live on Sunday, December 15th, 2013, and here are your hosts, the man who is recording the second of three Sunday recordings, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who's the reason for one of those, Andy Lowe, hi. I'm not sure where you're going with that. Well, the fact that normally our recording is Saturday at, what, say, what, 12.30 Eastern time? Somewhere around there. Yes. And now it's going to be three weeks in a row we've been recording on Sundays. Yes. Well, got curling at six. Oh. I'm sorry. I can't really complain since, you know, it's going to be moving. my fault next week. So Yeah, and moving sucks. I mean, there's there's not much I could do about that. I think moving always sucks. Moving sucks so bad. You, my one caveat, though, is the fact that you're moving into a larger space, right? Yes, significantly larger. So why didn't you box up everything just willy-nilly and then throw it into a spare room or two? That's what we ended up doing. Because that would have made it a whole lot easier. I mean, it is all basically boxed up and in one of our rooms. Then all you got to do is spend 15 to 20 minutes a day unboxing things. And then after a week or so, you'll be set. I think you underestimate how much stuff we have. It will take us slightly longer than 15 to 20 minutes a day to get this all unpacked. Well, no, it will take you that long. It just how many days in a row? It uh, many, mm-hmm. many days in a row. So, Dave, what was the first thing you set up? In the new house? Yes. The bed. Mm, good call. Followed by the internet. Not the computers, just the internet. Well, you don't need the computer set up right away if you have your phones. Right. So we got the internet, and then I got the second router so that I could wirelessly bridge between upstairs and downstairs. Got that set up. Set up Laura's computer so she could play Skyrim. Why'd you need to bridge between downstairs and upstairs? Because the cable modem is downstairs. The desktops are upstairs. The desktops don't have wireless. Oh, so your house wasn't wired? What do you mean my house wasn't wired? Didn't like have... There's, there's no ethernet going through the wall. Oh, you see, I so would have done that. Well, Andy... If you would like to come out here. No, I'm, I'm fine. And run Ethernet cable through my wall. I'm totally okay with that. I'm and good I'll at the moment. I'll just have a spare router. I actually need to get another router because I've run out of wired ports on our current router. So actually, I don't even need to get a router. I just need to get another switch. Yes. Which I can plug into said router and then I'll have more space. Yes. Or you could get a second router and then use DDWRT on it and do whatever you need. Which would be use it as a switch. Which would be use it as a switch, so just buy the switch because it's so much cheaper. Can you even buy consumer switches anymore? I don't know. I do have a a story, though, about buying this router. I don't think I mentioned it last week. No? So I went to Best Buy to buy this router. (gasps) You went to Best Buy? I did go to Best Buy to buy this router. And as I'm standing there looking at different routers and making sure I've got the right one that I can use with the, the custom firmware, these two girls walk in. And they're like clearly college freshmen or sophomores, and they, they're they just staring at this going like, I don't know which one we need. I don't know which one we need. Do we need that? Do we need that? And then one of the salesmen, sensing a sale, walks over and says, hey, so you know, what can I do for you? What are you looking for? They're like, we have no – they said the words, we have no idea. And I I saw this guy's eyes just do like that cartoon thing where they roll and turn into dollar signs. Except Best Buy is not a commission-based sales I know, which makes this even worse. 
It's not like he was going to personally benefit from this, right? No, it's, no, he wasn't. It, he he had no obligation to upsell them. It's like, okay, so uh, how many devices do you have? And they're like, a laptop, an iPad, and a TV. Okay, first off, no, their TV isn't going to be on their Wi-Fi. They don't know that, though. And so he's like, oh, okay, so you're doing like streaming videos. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. And like some basic internet, yep. You need this model. And he points them to a $130 router. Oh. At which point I turned. I said, I'm sorry. You you said you had. I actually turned to him first. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm really sorry to do this to you. And I turned to the girls. I'm like, you've got a laptop and iPad and, and the TV. I'm like, yeah, you don't need that. <laughs> and the guy is just staring at me like glaring. How dare you kind of look. And I was about ready to return them. Like, how dare you try and take advantage of these people? Like, oh. you do not need that. The entire dorm could use that and yeah. you'd be fine. You do not need that. First off, it's a dual band router. <laughs> I asked, how long do you have the laptop? He's like, I don't know. Like, how old is it? Like, how long have you had it? I think like five years. Oh, the laptop's not going to run dual band. <laughs> like, you're crazy. Oh, I was so pissed. I was so pissed that as I was checking out with, with my router, which I had bought, I forgot to do the price check against Amazon because Best Buy will match price checks. So, yeah, I, I saved them about 80 bucks and spent an extra five myself. Oh, I can honestly say having worked on the sales floor at both Best Buy and Circuit City. Yep. I honestly do not trust salespeople anymore. No, this guy was totally bullshitting them. And I'm not sure if he believed it or not. What's scary to me is if he actually believed that they needed that. Oh, he probably did because you, you had reps coming in all the time giving us presentations at Best Buy about why, you know, monster cables are worth the extra money. They aren't. <laughs> I know. I know that now. But when I was younger, I was like, oh, yeah, you need the monster cables. Yeah. No, no, no you don't. No, no, no. That's what I've learned now. You need a coat hanger. You need mono price is what you need. Right. Oh, I was so upset. And this guy, like, they turned back to this guy. I said, like, so what do you think? He's like, this guy's a salesman. He's fine. He walked away. I'm like, oh, I felt so bad. But no. Oh. I pointed, they, they looked at me. He's like, so which one do we need? And I pointed at the, the far left, which was the bottom end price range. Like, you need one of those. Pick one. It doesn't matter. Pick one. the one with the prettiest box. They're pretty much all the same. Belkin, Netgear, and Linksys. Just pick one. Yeah, they, they are pretty. Aren't they all now Linksys? No. Belkin, Netgear, and Cisco. Oh, okay. All Linksys are Cisco. Okay. But, like, really, they're, they're interchangeable. It's just it'll be a different default password. Different default password and a different web GUI. Right, right. That's about it. So I, I just pointed them at that and said, take one. It's kind of funny to actually kind of take this back around to running Ethernet through walls. Yeah. I finished up my class, which was about, you know, learning how to, like, diagram and figure out costs and all this other stuff for actually doing wired networks. Yeah. And so I asked him about that. And it's like, oh, what about, like, patch cables? Do you guys make your own patch cables and stuff like that? And he's like, no. It's honestly cheaper because paying, you know, the guy 17 bucks an hour to do all this cabling. Mm -hmm. It's cheaper for them just to buy the patch cables on monoprice. Wow. Like, the, 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 the labor costs found are too about expensive. Monoprice, though, the quality of the components actually sucks. But if you're using a digital signal, 90% of the time, it's either going to work or it's not going to work. So they right. just buy them in bulk. And then throw out the ones that don't work. Yeah. And it's still cheaper. Yeah. Yep. But like I, I bought a ton of uh, USB adapters from Monoprice. 
and they all stop working after like a week. Okay, I haven't had anything from them that's that bad yet. But speaking of networking. Yes. So remember how we talked about uh, Google Fiber going down in Austin, Texas? Vaguely. That was like, the, it was after Google Fiber, Kansas City. The next stop was Google Fiber, Austin, Texas. Austin, yeah. Well, they hit a little bit of a snag. Okay. Because... Um, they run all of their fiber over telephone poles. Yes. Oh, I remember hearing about this. Go on. But the city only owns 80% of the poles in the city. The other 20% are owned by AT&T. AT&T, which is not happy about sharing said poles. No, no, they're not. The, the city says, like, we don't want to have to make Google put up their own poles. It's like, could you imagine a city where all the telecom providers individually had their own utility poles? It'd be a mess. Yep. And they are true. That's yep. correct. It would be ridiculous. Um, I mean, so there's there's a somewhat simple solution, which is to have the city purchase the poles from AT&T. That also could work. But right now, uh, Google is trying to get the, the city to change the ordinance that allows them to pay AT&T to use their polls. With the purpose of... Using their polls. Right, but so that Google has to pay AT&T to use the polls? I mean, yes. they currently do pay AT&T to use the polls, don't they? Well, AT&T is not allowing them to pay them to use the polls. Oh, <laughs> AT&T is saying like... We we will not accept your money. Yes. You can't use these. Because their their requirement right, says that Google has the right to attach to our polls under federal law as long as it qualifies as a telecom or cable provider. We will work with Google when they become qualified as we do with all such qualified providers. Ouch. And Google is saying, like, what the fuck? We are a telecom. We are providing fiber. Hence why they're trying to get the city to change the ordinance yeah. to allow it to have right-of-way authority on this sort of stuff. It's ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. Poor AT&T Google. AT&T is, they're pole blocking them. Pole blocking? Pole blocking. Is, is that a term now? I don't know. It should be a term, though, in this condition. Yeah. Wow. That that does indeed kind of suck. Yep. On a side note, AT&T just rolled out their gigabit fiber in Austin. I think it just went live this week. I'm double checking this one. Yep, their Gigapower Fiber Network has gone live. Good for them. $70 per month for speeds up to 300 megabits per second. Did you hear about the legislation where they would no longer be allowed to say up to? No. Someone was, was tossing around, I don't, I don't remember even where I saw it, but tossing around that like telecoms would no longer be able to falsely, basically falsely advertise. Oh, that would be something. That it would no longer be the up to, it would be the minimum of. I wish it would be better if they could just give you the average over the previous year. Like if they could well, give you an... but an, I mean, that's that's with so many variables. I know. I mean, that's why they do up to is all these variables. But that they'd have a minimum of and that would be the guarantee. And if it's ever less than that, then you get money back. That would be nice. So you want another caveat to this AT&T Austin fiber thing? Yeah. Okay, so I said $70 per month for internet speeds currently up to 300 megabits per second, and then it will be one gigabit in the future. Uh-huh. The $70 per month comes with some asterisks. Oh, is it is it $70 per month for the first five months? No, this one's even better, all right? Here. Yeah. The asterisks indicate that you must agree to participate in AT&T Internet Preference Behavioral Tracking and Ad Service. <gasps> oh. If you do not agree to participate, the internet speeds would be $99 per month. So it's $99 unless it's ad subsidized? Yes. Oh, AT&T. That's not cool. 
Okay, so Google, like Google has their $70 per month gigabit fiber. That's what they're trying to roll out, right? Right. And you know Google tracks you. That's a given. Yes. AT&T's tracking will actually use deep packet inspection to monitor each and every packet, including how long you spend on specific websites. Uh, uh, oh, this is just not cool. Holy crap. I, I you always hear that classic, like Google, don't be evil sort of thing. Yeah. I see this for AT&T was like, oh, yeah, we were evil long before you even knew about it. That's just, oh, God, that is an evil company. Yes, yes, it is. Although there's kind of a double standard because we know that Google is doing that anyway. <laughs> yes. And we're we're pretty okay with it with Google, but oh. Because Google, you, you can limit what Google searches on, keeps on you because you can turn off location. So you don't have the GPS doing the location. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, like Google now updates my Google now with, hey, this web comic that you read just updated. That is true. You can you can if you mess with the cookies, you mess with your search history and you mess with your location data. You can limit a lot of what Google does. Am am I wrong on that one? I, I think you're right. And you can opt out of most of it. Yeah, you can opt out of most of the stuff there. I remember uh, my dad called me up because he got the, the S4, like me, uh-huh. and he wants to do the voice dialing, which Samsung automatically kicks it through to their system. And supposedly they're like, well, you have to agree to that they're going to sell your information to a bunch of these third-party companies that are a little on the sketchy side. Mm-hmm. So I actually had to go through and tell him how to remove that from his phone so he could go through Google Now, which also, you know, will take your information, but I'm hoping Hopefully have told he's hopefully got his Google preferences locked down. So we'll see how that goes. So speaking of Google, yes. What else do we got about Google? Oh yeah. Uh, do you remember the name Boston Dynamics? Uh, robots. Yes, they are walking the ones robots like scary yes. walking robots, like Terminator robots. They are the company that's providing the platforms for the next DARPA challenge. You know how the grand challenge where everybody had like cars that were autonomous, and then this next one that's going on right now has to do with actual robots. Okay, I think we talked about this many many moons ago. Yes. But they currently have the contract with DARPA to provide these robotic platforms for everybody to do for the next challenge. Um, Google just bought them. Just like flat out? Yeah. For how much? I'm glad you asked. Do I want to know? Uh, it doesn't say on this article. Damn it. Oh, this acquisition for an undisclosed price. <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> for an undisclosed price? Oh, God, Andy, how many billions did they just spend? I don't know. But, you know, because Boston Dynamics currently has a contract with DARPA, that means yes. Google right now is a military contractor. They have been. On the hardware side? They had to have been. Are you kidding? I I could see using, you know, Google Apps for sharing of information, but I don't see them, you know, like being a Lockheed Martin sort of military contractor. They, no, they've been contracting they had to have been contracting with the u.s military i'd be very surprised if they they weren't previously well according to the google representatives they uh intend to honor the existing contracts though google does not plan to move towards becoming a military contractor on its own oh well then i could be wrong so so why the hell did google buy an autonomous robot company cars i could see that the Having to, you know, have these robots be able to navigate rough terrain on their own. Do you ever get the feeling Google is losing focus? <coughs> you mean that they've bought how many uh, companies in the last six months? Yeah. What is it now? Uh, let's see. Yeah, eight, eight companies in the last half year or so. 
what the hell is Google doing? I really don't know. Oh, they're just all, it's, they, they, they're just doing everything under the sun now. It's instead of 20% time, it's just like, you know, a 20% companies. It's just, they, they keep buying things and more things. It's, so many. Yeah, they've moved really far away from, you know, a internet search searching and ad providing. Right. God. What? Boston Dynamics. That's it's a huge company, too. I know. This, is, this was not a small group. This was not like a, a little startup. This is, it's just crazy. So what other Google news do we have? Oh, YouTube. So, YouTube? Um, yeah, YouTube started implementing autonomous takedowns, basically. Okay. It will auto detect content to see if it is breaching copyright. Okay. So, um, how how does it detect this? I don't know. It's using some sort of software thing to auto detect it for breach of copyright. If the content is flagged by the technology, any further revenue made from the videos will be redirected to the copyright owner and not the content creator. So, you know, if you're doing a watch me play video of Grand Theft Auto, and it gets flagged, any revenue stream that you'd be getting from that video goes to take two rather than you that kind of sucks yeah because there um there's a lot of people you know who have subscribers in the over a half million range who do let's plays yeah well i've had lots of their videos flagged in this thing yeah like that's um i can see where i wonder if nintendo is behind this i uh i actually don't think so i think this one is all entirely google because most of the gaming companies are basically saying hey you guys if you're receiving content matches with the the new changes please be sure to contest them as soon as possible so we can quickly approve them huh capcom has done this valve is actually changing their uh content requirements to say that yes you can put whatever you want on there so and we don't google google took this step and a bunch of gaming companies are saying like no just just flag it if it gets flagged let us know and we will say nope that's fine yes yeah because i mean it kind of sucks for esports oh yeah it's like the the thing with riot all over again it's just the the streaming things is how some people are able to pay for their video gaming right i mean on on the other side of this this is um esports is still very much in flux so this is kind of something that I wouldn't be terribly surprised at. I, I almost expect a bunch of things like this to happen and to continue to happen where the industry and the players are going to go back and forth and try and get a feel for what's the right model and where does this need to go. Very true. Because nobody has any idea what to do with this because this is sports plus the internet all jumble up in one big mess. Right. I just love how literally it's like the, the content creators and the copyright owners, both of them are saying, why is this going on? We don't want this. This. And Google's, and Google's like, in what? the middle going, ah, too bad. Too bad. Yep. My guess, the reason for this, the MPAA. Really? I have an odd feeling that it's just movies. Somebody, I think the MPAA probably was the one pushing Google to instigate this auto detection of copyrighted content. You know, it's probably them. So, I mean, things like Cinema Sins, for instance, but that's covered under parody. True. So this is going to flag tons of stuff that is false positive. Yep. And people aren't going to be able to do anything about that. It's honestly flipping around the innocent until proven guilty to your stuff is copyrighted until it's you not get copyrighted. Yeah. Right. This is this is not a do no evil move by Google. No, no, it's not. Not pleased, Google. Not pleased. 
I was just saying how you're okay, even though you're not, and now you're doing this, so you're still not okay. Well, what's going on with Mustang, Andy? Okay, so remember the, uh, it was either the 2014 or the 2013 Mustang, which had that little key that you could drive out to the track and put the separate key in there and it would change all the components inside the car automatically. So you could drive it on the track and then switch your keys back again and everything will be turned back to street legal. Okay. They're doing something sort of like that again with the new 2015 Mustang, which I'm not sure if I like the look of it first and foremost. Well, what does it do? Well, have you heard of launch control? No. Okay. Launch control is something that all the new supercars and sports cars are doing now. That it will, the computer will take over basically for drag racing. Because the computer can tell a lot better than a person can if the wheels are slipping, how much power you need to apply, what gears you need to be, and all that stuff to to set the car off as fast as possible, right? Okay. Well, they're kind of taking launch control and turning it on its head. So instead of you, instead of getting no wheel spin and you're off the line as fast as possible, they're going to have basically a burnout button. So you will turn this thing in there and it'll turn off all the extra stuff there. And then the computer will basically do a burnout for you. Why do I want this? I'm not sure. Why does anyone want this? I, I, because they're Mustang owners and they want to show that the computer that can do they a burnout. have a small penis? <laughs> I don't know. Like, why? Why would you need this? Besides, if you want a burnout, learn how to do a friggin' burnout. True, but then you got to make sure. My guess is the fact that in order to do a burnout in some of these newer cars normally, you have to manually turn off all the safety features. So you have to turn off the traction control. You have to turn off the electronic braking, yada, 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 right? And then you could do your manual burnout. Okay. My guess is Ford is freaked out that you won't turn any of this stuff back on. (laughs) Uh, look, if they're turning it off, if people are turning this stuff off, then they should understand the risk of turning this stuff off. Why are we even allowing them to turn this stuff off? These are good safety features. Well, it's they're good safety features, but then people want to be in control of their car if you're driving it on a track. Which How many people you, drive their cars on a track? Hey, there are track days. It's not really, a, I don't know. Out in the United States, it's not as big as in you know Europe because everywhere in America, every track is an oval. So you don't really need, you know, traction control on that. I'm just thinking of the GM test track that's a little bit north of Ann Arbor, where when you're on it, it looks like it's a circle, or it looks like it's a straight line, and it's actually a circle. There's one that's in a Volkswagen or something like that, that it's it's a two-mile flat stretch, yeah. and you actually cannot see the other end of the straightaway because of the curvature of the earth. Wow. But supposedly it's like as straight and as flat as they could get it. Do you that's know where the, the track that I'm talking about, though? No, yeah, I know. There's a bunch of test tracks over in the Ann Arbor area. Because doesn't Toyota have one over there now? Uh, Toyota's got one, I think, near Celine. Yeah, I think yeah. so. I don't know. Let's see. There's Celine. There's Pittsfield. I think the Toyota one's over by the prison. Yes. But don't quote me on that. No, it is. There's Toyota. It's a tiny track, though. Is that the Toyota or is that the prison? That's Toyota. Uh, no, there's no track there. Huh. There's B Street and A Avenue. In B Avenue. I mean, there's there's a long road around it that I guess could be used as a test track, but it doesn't look like there's actually a test track. Brendan could tell us. You were there. But no, if you if you go to uh, Google Maps and you just look north of Ann Arbor, north of 96, and east of 23, you'll see the circle. It's a huge circle. It's the GM proving grounds. I wonder if they let the Google car on there. Why would oh, they do that? They did not. Because it would be awesome to get a street view of that. You don't think so? No. A street view of the proving grounds? 
What they need is a street view of the uh, Top Gear test track. That would be nice, too. Which most people don't realize is a figure eight. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. If you actually look at the map of how they map everything out, it's actually a figure eight. It's the only way they could fit all the stuff in. Fit all the stuff in. What stuff? All the different turns so they could check for understeer, oversteer, top speed, that sort of stuff. Okay. Remember, I don't watch Top Gear. True. So let's try and talk about something that's not car related. Yay, not cars. I'm okay with that. How about a rover on the moon? China's. Yeah. For the first time in 40 years, we are getting new pictures from the surface of the moon. And it looks like... Are there there still those same people out there going like, oh, nope, it's in a soundstage? That China's moon launch was faked. What they need, you see, that's the problem is the NASA put a uh, a no-go zone around some of the Apollo landing. I think almost all the Apollo landing sites, they said like, hey. Don't go there. Yeah. I know they said like, hey, we want you to go to some of the other places that the Apollo people have gone to, but they don't want you to go near the landing sites. So I don't know. Well, but I'm, I'm not even saying like that, ah, uh, there's no proof now that the U.S. was there. I'm saying like the the whole thing that china did was fake oh that would be mm. are there are there people who are claiming china doesn't have a rover on the moon they have a rover in a sound stage let's google that and see let me google that for you it's a uk website that says it's a fake da, 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 da. no most of it looks oh because i was searching news oh that's a it's a joke article okay damn it i fell for it good no, it looks like some of the comments are people saying that it's fake, but okay. somebody responding with, so if it was fake, do you think we, don't you think we would have sent more astronauts up there? If it was faked? If it was faked, it would have been easier to go to the moon. Oh, and, and we would have just kept sending people to the moon? Yeah. No, it looks like and nobody's really saying it's fake other than crazy people in the comments section. <laughs> Andy, even if it... Where else would you expect people to be saying it's fake? Like actual news organizations? No... No, I wouldn't. Like, what? <laughs> no, China's on the moon. People people know that. It's only going to be the crazies in the comments section who are saying, no, they're not. You know what's great, though, is the fact that those crazy people are sooner or later going to die. Yeah. Why is that? I Okay, wow, that turned morbid pretty quickly. <laughs> Everyone's going to die, but yes. Why is it good that these crazy people are going to die? Because nobody's going to be there to pass on the crazy. Except their kids? Hopefully not. Hopefully the kids will learn. You grew up in a house where your parents kept going on and on and on about how the moon landing was fake and kept showing you videos about how the moon landing was fake. What are you going to think? I don't know. Hopefully you'll be able to get out of that house at some point. Oh, Andy. (laughs) Poor, poor Andy. I know. You are such an optimist sometimes. It's adorable. (laughs) really sad is the fact of the number of uh, astronauts who have landed on the moon. Yeah. Let's see. There were 12 of them. Okay, fine. I was going to say there were seven Apollo missions that would have landed on the moon. Six of them did land on the moon. Yes. And most of it was the same people. It was only, no, it wasn't the same people because it was two per, per mission that would land. Yes. And the third one would orbit in the orbiter. Right. There were never any repeats? No. No one got to go to the moon twice? No. Do you think NASA would have let somebody go to the If <laughs> You know how much of a hoopla that probably would have been in the, the astronaut like training area? It's the fact that, wait, he gets to go twice and I don't get to go? I am the only one who's been on the moon twice. <laughs> Granted, Jim Lovell's actually been the, uh, he's been to the moon twice. He hasn't actually landed either time, though. 
there there are people who have been around the moon twice because there was people in uh, Apollo 8 and Apollo 10 8 9 and 10 I think were the test missions before we actually sent people yes, they to the surface the moon yes land. anyway there's a rover on the moon mm-hmm. we're sending rovers to Mars China sends a rover to the moon it actually beat the uh, Lunar X Prize people, too. So, the fact, China doesn't get the Lunar Prize, though. <laughs> oh, that would be, that would be awful. <laughs> yeah, we're starting up this prize to send the rose to the moon, and then China's like, oh, yeah, we could do that. We did it. <laughs> Give us money. Money, please. Oh, no. Okay. But they, they did send a, a rover to the moon, and they are controlling it. Mm-hmm. There's got to be some number of racist jokes in there somewhere, but probably don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Which is funny because the rover is called Jade Rabbit. Oh, unintentional pun. Mm-hmm. So it's planning on being there for uh, three months. Okay. I don't know what they're going to do because most it's running with the uh, radioactive isotope generator or whatever it's called, the RTG. Yes. So it should have a lot of power more than, you know, three but months. Can it, but can it stay warm during the night? Um, the moon is, uh, non, it's locked. Andy. Yeah, the earth rotates. Yeah, okay, never mind. Andy, the moon is I, locked to the earth. I know, but I'm, it doesn't, the dark side of the moon is always the dark side of the moon. No, Andy. I thought the moon doesn't spin. It doesn't spin relative to the earth. We always see the same side of the moon. Okay. But when it's a new moon, the it's side getting... that we see is dark. When it's a full moon, the side that we see is light. It's the same side. Are you sure on that? Yes, Andy. The moon has night and day. They are approximately 14 days each. Okay. Because after 28 days, it goes through the full cycle. Crazy lunar calendar. Yes, the moon does. Basically, the sun rises and sets on the moon. Okay, that makes sense. As it revolves around the Earth. I will give you that. Okay. I will then also look this up later to verify this. <laughs> really? I like covering my bases. Okay, whatever. Whatever. You can you can choose not to believe me, but I'm definitely right on this one. Okay. It also gets very, 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 very cold on the moon at night. Yes, yes it does. So my question stands of, is this rover going to survive the night? Well, they said it's going to be a 90-day a, a mission, so well, they have plans for it, it how seems. how fast it can move. <laughs> Could keep it in the daylight. Oh, it that... go really fast. Oh, what was the, was the second Thrawn trilogy book, wasn't it? Where what? Lando was doing the mining on yes. the planet, but he had to stay in the, the shade, so the, he had him. The dark side, yep. Oh. The mobile mining platform. Yes. I would just kind of keep crawling around the surface. Mm-hmm. Yep. There have been uh, um, 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 proposals to do things like that on Mercury. The frick are we going to mine on Mercury? I have no idea, but whatever we want, probably be really easy to get to because it'll be liquid. <laughs> how is Mercury itself not liquid? Like, how is the metal not molten? Although I guess Venus is even hotter. Mm-hmm. Because of all that trapped... Carbon right. dioxide. Like Venus, it's, it's supposed to be raining lead or something like that. Like there's just pools of molten metal is what they were describing. Astronomy's crazy. Yes. Astronomy, astronomy, nothing. Meteorology. Meteorology is super crazy. Especially if you do astro-meteorology. Astro-meteorology? There's got to be something along those lines. It Ast- could be exo. Exo-meteorology. There we go. That would be my guess. Meteorology on other planets. Mm-hmm. Or xeno-meteorology. Alien weather. So should we try and get back to Earth? I suppose. When did we leave Earth? With China going to the moon. Yes. Yay, moon. So, Candy Crush. Yes. 
the one game that's done by King. King. Yes. Remember how we said that they were thinking about doing an IPO? And we said it would be a terrible, terrible idea. Yes. Well, I think they also have decided it would probably be a terrible, terrible idea. Oh, my God. Are they actually showing some form of sense? They are delaying their IPO offering until sometime next year. Yay! Over concerns that Candy Crush Saga has been, quote-unquote, too successful. Yay! So they don't want to pull a Zynga and, you know, go with an IPO when when you have, like, a game. Yep. Yay! I know, this is like, my God, somebody on Wall Street actually, like... Oh, no, Learned that's, something. that's not Wall Street. No, you're right. It's not Wall Street. They haven't been on Wall Street yet. Right. It's it's King. It's the company. Someone at the company actually has some brains. In fact, many people do. They're just evil fucks. Why, have you played Candy Crush? No. Neither have I. I've intentionally stayed away from playing Candy Crush. So yeah, they're going to be delaying their IPO until sometime next year so they can develop more another, properties. Another soul-sucking, wallet-draining game. Something along those lines. Okay. Well, that actually is kind of good then. Good for so that. That was a nice little footnote. Yep. So, Dave, More did you get, topics on games. Did you get an email from Valve? Uh, I get several emails from Valve, but mostly it's thank you for your purchase. So you didn't get anything about it being in the Steam beta? I, I did not get an email saying you are part of the Steam hardware beta, no. I didn't get one either. Oh, we both lose out. Yeah. I wonder what the selection criteria was. um, Well, first off, you had to be in the U.S. Okay, done. You you had to have, you had to go through their, you had to join their group. Did. You had to have at least 10 friends on your friends list. Do. Yeah, same here. Um, I have 10 friends in a game right now. (laughs) I, let's see, who do I have currently right now? Who's playing what? Oh, my boss is online right now. You are friends with your boss on Steam? Yeah. Oh, Oh, I have a message from Steam. Not that message, though. No. <laughs> I have a Half-Life booster pack. Oh. Are you going to open it or are you going to sell it? I haven't decided yet. I've got five friends right now who are currently uh, Ooh, playing Strike, games at the moment. Strike Suit Zero is on sale for the weekend, though. We reviewed it in a previous episode. Okay. It was really good. Okay. Yeah, I found out my boss was into video games during our original interview. Ah. And then I found out he was an Eve player. Oh, no. <laughs> Run, Andy, run. I've learned I'm not going to ever double-cross him. Because he was telling me about the times, you know, he've created secondary tunes in order to uh, embezzle money and things. And then... Really? At some point, he, 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 uh, well, he hasn't been playing for a while, but at some point, supposedly, he actually got the devs telling him to knock it off because he was breaking the the game system somehow. Wait, but we've talked to the devs, and they love it when people do that. Well, he was messing with it too much. They said, hey, we're not going to punish you for this. Just stop doing it. Something about low-level tunes and doing kamikaze missions. I don't remember exactly what it was. Oops. Just running into a much bigger ship. Pretty much. Huh. Okay. Anyway. So yeah, the, the boxes are out in the wild. But, but So I, I have those 10 friends. What other requirements were there? Uh, you had to play a game with in a game pad. picture mode with a game pad. I did that. Okay. So, Dave, you were one of over 400,000 people who did oh, that. Oh, and they only picked 300. Yeah. So if they was only 400,000 people, they said over in the emails, but I'm just going to say at least 400,000. Let's see, 300 divided by that. 
Times that by 100. That is 0.075%. Less than 1% chance. Yes. Sad. Not even one-tenth of a percent. Sad. 0.075%. 0.075%. Less than one-tenth of 1%. Yes. Okay. So really, like, just, yeah, don't bet on it. But they sent out the boxes. 300 boxes have been sent out. Yes. Into the wild. There have been unboxing videos. There have been reports. People have them. Yes. What people will do with them, we do not know. No. Those people were also gifted a bunch of games by Steam, just so, you know. They're like, yep, go play. (laughs) So we'll keep tabs on if there's any issues with any things of those in the future. But we could all get the Steam OS if we want. I'm really tempted to do this. With what hardware? With my Alienware laptop. (laughs) I feel like you're going to step down doing that. Why? And silence. Well, because it's you got it's an Alienware laptop, and I feel like yes. you're just going to turn it into just a... A Linux box? Yeah. That's running an operating system designed to run games? I feel like it'd be overqualified for its purpose. Um, keep in mind, it's, it's like a four-year-old laptop. Oh. Okay, so maybe it's... My desktop is better than that laptop, and my new laptop is about equivalent to my desktop. But yes, SteamOS has been released. It's Linux. If you know how to install Linux, go and install it. See what it. See what it's like, see what happens, play with it. One of the icons on the desktop is even bug report. Oh, well, that's good. If you don't know Linux, don't do this yet. <laughs> Wait. You're welcome. So... Steam kind of promised that they'd they'd have this out this year, and they've matched that promise. They've got the hardware out. They've got the operating system beta out. What do you think? Like, is this the right direction for them? I think so. Is this something that will finally revitalize the PC gaming market? Keep in mind, PCs significantly more expensive than consoles. I don't know. Well, yeah, you can. I was thinking if you get it comparable hardware for the xbox one in pc terms it's probably gonna be more than the i'd say you'd probably be what around a thousand dollars to build your own yep and if you all get like top tier stuff to run the modern games you're looking at two thousand to three thousand very true waiting to hear what you have to say well i don't know it's it's i feel like if i was an outsider outside of you know being an outsider outside the industry and I redundantly redundant on that one. Yep. If I was if I was just a mom and pop or a mom and dad who was, you know, trying to get something for my kids for Christmas in the future, I feel like if I went into Toys R Us, I would be gravitating towards the Xbox or the PS4. It would take a niche person to realize that the Steam box, Steam machine could be an option. So you're feeling that people aren't even going to know it's out there. Unless they already know it's out there. Something will have to come along to give it mainstream attention for it to actually be able to have a fighting chance against the consoles. And it's missing the holiday season. Yes. So unless something comes out for the Steam Machine next holiday season. Like Half-Life 3? Oh, my guess is they're probably going to do another Left 4 Dead or something to do with Team Fortress 2 instead. Well, but to do that, Andy, the next Left 4 Dead is what number? Number three. Yep, next Team Fortress would be? Number three. Valve never gets to three. That's even true. Even with the episodic content, they never got to three. Yep, there wasn't an episode three. There wasn't a Half-Life three. There's no Portal three. There's no Left 4 Dead three. There's no Team Fortress three. Hell, we're still on Source 2, aren't we? 
Mm-hmm. So if something big comes out next holiday season, because the consoles have already done their due, and so you're not going to have to compete with them oh, noise-wise. Oh, there'll be a price cut, or there'll be, uh, here's the skinny model. Uh, I'm still not seeing it. Okay. It's fine. You don't need to see it. So, yeah, the Steam box is out, Steam OS is out, and yeah. unless you know about it, you're probably not going to care about it. Yep. But if you do know about it, it's out. And have at ye. Knock yourselves out. Once I finish moving into a house, maybe I'll <laughs> take a look at it. Not until then. You know how many games I've played in the last two weeks, Andy? One. I don't think I've even played one. Well, then why the hell did you review Ticket to Ride, the video game, if you didn't play it? Because I had played it previously. Grasping at straws. Yes, because I haven't gotten to play a game in two weeks. I've been a little busy. Mm. Okay, what else do we have? Uh, Sprint wants to buy T-Mobile, supposedly. Isn't Sprint the fourth largest? Uh, I think Sprint is third, and T-Mobile is fourth. Okay. I mean, Deutsch, Deutsch wanted to get rid of them. Yeah, that's why they wanted to sell to AT&T, but the FCC said no. No, right, because it would have been like this huge powerhouse. Yeah. But Sprint is smaller than AT&T. Yeah, if, Sprint, if Sprint and T-Mobile combined, yeah, they still they'd still match. be third. Right. So Sprint wants to buy T-Mobile. Why? I don't know. They are competing technologies because T-Mobile uses the uh, GSM. GSM network and, and Sprint uses the LTE CDSMA. CDMA? CDMA, yes. CDMA. But LTE is a GSM-based technology. Okay. So it, T-Mobile was already going to be moving people around because remember when they uh, merged with Metro PCS? Yeah. How we talked about, okay, the companies are going to be separate until Metro PCS switches everybody over to T-Mobile and then they're going to break out the LTE on the Metro PCS network and then they're going to move everybody over to the Metro PCS sort of stuff. Vaguely. So if Sprint bottom, T-Mobile's already going to be doing a shuffle in a couple of years. So it wouldn't be too hard to just, you know, move the shuffle over. Granted, now the fact that Sprint's on CDMA, Sprint needs to drop CDMA. DMA. Yes. You need to drop it like a freaking bad habit. Yes. It was a good idea, and then it's like when uh, Sprint bought um, Nextel many, many moons ago. Those were completely competing technologies. And so there was a whole rigmarole about trying to get everybody to move over and then use the walkie-talkie feature on Sprint, which didn't really work. Ugh. But Sprint wants to buy T-Mobile. Yes. Most the, of the consumer advocacy groups are opposed to this, i.e. because they're dropping from four major market or four major companies to three. But still, those two are relatively small compared to the other two. Yes. That's a, that's the one caveat people are saying. Well, people are saying like, oh, yeah, they blocked the merger between AT&T and T-Mobile. But that was because AT&T had, is huge and T-Mobile yeah. is pretty decently sized. Sprint and T-Mobile together still don't make a difference. No. What would they call the new company? Would it still just be Sprint? It probably would still. They bought Nextel and they just called it Sprint. Well, is is it a purchaser or a merger? Oh, Sprint is working towards a possible bid for rival T-Mobile. Okay, according so to the Wall Street to Journal, purchase it so it would still be Sprint and T-Mobile. Yes, T-Mobile would be owned by Sprint. I uh, so yeah, I. I see AT and T and Verizon fighting this one tooth and nail. Really? Because that's what they do. I could see AT and T being a little pissed and saying, "Like, wait, you're going to let this go, but you didn't let us do it." Mm-hmm. Verizon, I'm not sure I'd care. I think I'd look at it and I'd, you know, I'd, I'd keep tabs on it. But I'd be like, "Oh, that's precious." Yeah, because Verizon's that's, got what that's 95 <laughs> million subscribers. Right. I'd, I'd look at it and be like, well, that's adorable. Now I have one target instead of two. I still think they're going to fight it just because it's just another 
be a bigger competitor to them. Right, but I think their money would be better spent just advertising, not fighting. True. Their money also would be better spent, you know, rolling out an actual network. That can support their world's largest 4th gen 4g network yes that you can't use (laughs) it's like saying the country has all the has hundreds and hundreds of highways but they're all clogged with traffic yep hundreds and hundreds for the millions and millions of drivers yeah um i don't know about this one also because sprint had just got bought by uh softbank right yes and clearwire so SoftBank, I know, said that they were it was going to take at least two years to get the the ship righted, basically. Yeah. So I'd highly doubt that they would come in this quickly and be like, "Okay, we've bought one, let's buy another." <laughs> hmm. I just don't see it. Has the the purchase with Clearwire and SoftBank gone through yet? Uh, yes. Okay, so this is really SoftBank then saying we're we're looking at this well i think softbank i know sprint got 100 percent ownership of clearwire i'm not sure if softbank has 100 percent ownership of sprint i think they just have a majority control oh well but again if they have a majority control technically they have they have a majority. control yeah okay kind of interesting yeah we'll see if anything comes of this or if the fcc just continues on their line and squashes it like a bug yeah which do you expect like I said, it could go either way with FCC quoting previous precedents saying, hey, we, we didn't, didn't allow AT&T and T-Mobile to combine. Why should we allow you to? But then it's also the fact that both of them combined are still third. Yeah, they're a third. They're almost a half the size of Verizon and uh, what, two thirds the size of AT&T when they combine. Right. So FCC might do that just to try and get away from the duopoly of AT&T and Verizon. So, good old games. Okay. The website. Yes. We've talked about it. Yes. A couple times, right? Old games, typically coupled with like a DOS box, mm-hmm. so that you can play the old game, uh, doesn't always work well. On no, no, games, it doesn't. Right? You you buy a game and you try and play it. It's like, nope. That's happened to me a couple of times on Steam. And then you say, well, crap, there goes five bucks or ten bucks. Most of the time for me, since it was bought during a Steam sale, there goes two bucks. Yeah, well, good old games is attempting to to fix this with a money-back guarantee on your games. Oh. You, so fill, in, a- you, you fill in a support ticket, they try and fix it, and if they can't fix it, they give you your money back. Now, the one caveat is you have to do this within 30 days after the purchase date. Yes, but... Which I'm not sure some of those games I've installed within 30 days of purchasing them. Well, when you purchase it, just try it. Yeah, that's what I'll have to do now. And then if it fails, then you contact them. I wouldn't wait till the 29th day because the whole process needs to be done in 30 days. But wow, like that's kind of cool. Now, Andy, you and I talked about this idea about returning games on Steam. Yes. And Valve still hasn't taken that up. No, I expect it to happen sooner or later, though. But this this push might be that, that last little bit that they needed of like, oh, crap, here's a competitor company, good old games, and they're doing money-back guarantees. You know it'd be great on good old games? If you could find the ones that have Steam keys attached to them. <laughs> so that you can just run them in Steam. Yeah. I mean, you could just add them as a non-Steam game. I know, but it's Steam with the ability to auto-update stuff is nice. It is. But Andy, most of these games are not going to get updated. No, no, they're not. That's kind of the point of these. These are yeah, games I don't th- from long ago. Yeah, I don't think Redneck Rampage is going to get updated ever. Fallout 2? I do have to say, there's a lot of updates with uh, Evil Genius. 
That actually had a lot of community updating. I think there's actually a little bit of a community still going on there. Because Evil Genius was a fun game. It was a fantastic game, which is why I'm so excited to have War for the Overworld. Yeah. Because it's that same style, but a modern game. Could have been better, though. War for the Overworld? No, Evil Genius. Evil Genius, okay. There was a couple of things that could have been Like how you better. could lock yourself? Like, yeah, accidentally lock yourself in a room and not be able to finish the game? Yeah. Yeah. Not even lock yourself in a room, just like if you killed the, a certain guy at the wrong time? Yeah. Yeah. Or the fact there were certain missions which were broken that you could not complete. Oops. Or the fact that one of the uh, minions, instead of lowering the wanted level, would actually increase it. Really? Yeah. Oops. Someone was a problem. With the, yeah, that was one of the community fixes. Where it's like, hey, we actually fixed this, so it works like it was supposed to. Yay, community. Okay. So, should we move on to a random sure. review? What's the UK porn filter, though, real quick? Um, the update is the fact that British Telecom is now starting with any new customers starting today, well, starting the 13th, will have their porn filters automatically switched on when they subscribe. Can you turn it off? Yes. Okay. But now it's on by default for any new subscribers. Okay, but you can turn it off. Yes. So, okay. Random review, Andy. Since I am no longer working for the company, I feel like I can actually review this honestly now. I am reviewing the Mophie Juice Pack case for the S4. Now, Mophie um, probably is not known by anybody who doesn't own an iOS device. Because, Dave, you have no idea who they are, right? I know you worked for them. Yes. That's about it. Okay. Um, they build... Well, what, they, what they are known for is cases for the iPhone that have built-in extra batteries. Okay. So it's a case for your phone that has a spare battery built into it. So if you're running low on battery, you can turn it on and it will charge the phone okay. from the case. So that's the, you get that idea, right? Yes. Okay, so now they've finally started to expand into non-iPhone devices, i.e. the Samsung devices. So iPhone copied, I mean... Uh, Android devices, sure. Yes, I know. I'm, I'm joking. Okay. So the one I currently have is the one for the S4, which is nice if you're ever in situations where you need extra battery. If you're, you know, if you don't, if you don't ever see, you know, like below 20% of your battery during normal usage of your day, mm-hmm. which then I this... Which actually do all the time then you kind of don't need a case. If you have the ability to charge your phone when you need to charge your phone, then you don't need the case. That's okay. It's very simple. I I charge my phone all the time. But, you know, if I'm sitting here on Tuesdays during this previous year, I was in class from, you know, 930 until like noon and I would have to go back to work. And then I had an evening class from 530 until 10. So when I'm sitting in this class, you know, for hours, two hours, that sort of stuff there, I don't have the ability to charge my phone. Mm -hmm. And if I accidentally forget to put it into airplane mode because there's weak signal service there, my battery is dead by the end of the day. Yes. So this had a specific purpose and it did it well. If my battery was low, I turned it on and it charged it up. This one I have on my phone, it adds about another phone thickness to the phone and it supported about 80% of the internal battery. It doubles the depth of the phone? Yes, it doubles the depth of the phone. So if you like the small size of your phone, then this is not for you. Okay. I, I do like how thin my phone is. Well, then you're not going to want to get this case. Okay. <laughs> if you are one who likes to put your phone into docks, i.e. a car dock or, you know, an alarm clock dock, that sort of thing, this phone, this case is not for you. Because you can't. No, because it's a case on the phone, so. Right. Um, this also is not the most uh, protective case. It protects the backside, but it leaves the screen wide open. So if you're afraid of, you know, scratching your screen or cracking or anything like that, this is also not the case for you. Um, if you're also worried about price, this case, $100. Holy shit. 
yeah, there are other brands out there for the S4 that have the external battery that are cheaper. I've seen yeah. some as low as, you know, like 60 bucks, 70 bucks, somewhere in that range. So this is also... It feels like it's an Apple external product that had the Apple tax built in. Okay, that's very, very expensive. Yeah, if I did, you know, not get employee discount, would not have gotten this case. Right. That's also another indicator for you. There are cheaper options out there. That said, is it good quality? No, it's it's sturdy. It's um, it's got I mean, a nice... You said it, it does the job, yes. but... Yes, the quality I, is, is it... pretty nice. It's got a nice, somewhat rubberized feel to it, so it actually is a little bit more grippy than just the, the plastic back for the phone. So it, it is a little bit more of that case. It, is, it will help, you know, from the back of the phone protecting that, but like I said, the screen is still wide open. But I, I like the feel of it. It came in, you know, black or white, just like the phone. But yeah, that price point is a huge. Oh, that's that's very high. Yeah, my my thought would be, you know, if you needed some sort of external power for your phone and you didn't mind, you know, carrying around like an external battery pack, you can find those things for what, like twenty bucks, thirty bucks, yeah, somewhere I in that mean, range. My my external battery pack, which contains four times the the power as my phone, cost me sixty bucks. There you go. Mine is eighty percent. Of, of my phone. regular phone, yeah. Mine is 400% of my phone. So there are better options out there. Okay, so probably not actually pick this up. No, like I said, you could probably do some web searching around. Unless you want the it. status symbol and or to be laughed at by other people. True. That was the thing is Mophie's 90% of their sales, I think, somewhere in that range, were done through the Apple store. Yeah. So it's probably just like, uh, hey, while you're buying this phone, why don't you buy these accessories sort of thing? That are ridiculously overpriced. Because it's the Apple store. Yes. So yeah, if, if, like, this, if you have you know, like an OtterBox Defender or something, just keep that and just buy a little external battery pack to just plug into it if needed. So yeah, if, if I did not have the employee discount, I would not be using Doing it. Doing that, yeah. okay. But there are, there are things out there. So if you have power issues, external battery packs. Really? Just do the external battery. Yeah, I think Monoprice has some. Amazon definitely has a lot of them. Yep. So there you go. Mophie juice pack case for the S4. Too nah. expensive. Nah. Too expensive to be worth it. You had me until the price point. I know. That's the kicker. You're like, oh, yeah, this would be a neat idea. And then you hit that price point. You're like, oh. Yeah. No. So random topic rolled ahead of time. Which Kardashian would you trust the most to babysit your future children? And you must select one. You must select a Kardashian. Yes, it uh, in Gul in parentheses it said must select one. Gul Dukat. Who the hell is that? Oh, that's right. You never watched Deep Space Nine. He's a Kardashian. No, no, I said Kardashian. Oh, not Kardashian. Okay. I actually wouldn't trust Gul Dukat anyway. He's <laughs> kind of a dick. I'm like he would from be the, the the main protagonist or antagonist in in the entirety of Deep Space Nine. I'm like so. I remember from the little bit of Deep Space Nine that I watched. That weren't they also in the next generation as well? The Cardassians? Yes. Yeah. Okay, from what they, I've watched they were the in ones, there as well. You know the really famous episode There Are Four Lights? Yes. Oh yeah. That's oh. A, that's the Cardassians. Yeah, I wouldn't trust them with my future children either. Like super bureaucratic race, that kind of thing. Yeah, no. No. No babysitting from them. I don't know. Garrick is pretty cool. Garrick's one of the best characters in all of Star Trek. I don't know who you're talking about. Unless you're, if you're talking about Deep Space Nine, just assume I don't know what I you're know, talking about. I know, which is a shame because it re- has Kate watched all of Deep Space Nine? I'm not sure, but I asked her about it and she said, if you're going to watch it, you're watching it on your own. Okay. Ask her about Garrick. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. So not Kardashian, but Kardashian. As in, I know like, there's one of them named with the Kardashians. I know there's one named Kim. Yes. But I'm thinking there's more because it's Kardashians rather than Kardashian. So there's Kim. There's Kim. She's, and and if I had didn't have Google, that's where I'd have to stop. Uh, but there's also Chloe, who I gather is Kim's sister. <laughs> okay. That's all I've got. Kardashian. No, there are four like. That that was all Dave's fault. <laughs> Kate just came into the middle of this conversation and she was like, how did you go from that to that? And so I had to try and explain it to her. Oh, God. So there's there's Courtney with a K, Kim with a K, Chloe with a K. No. Yeah. Courtney with a K. Wow. Born in 79, born in 80. Luckily, he had a son named Rob. 84. Glad he didn't name his kid Kevin. Uh, Kendall and Kylie. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I'd roll a random number. Have, okay, so Courtney maybe, and Kim Maybe take- Courtney, who actually worked as, like, a lawyer. <laughs> oh, no, wait, that's her father. Yeah, her father. Her father was a lawyer. Trial. Maybe I would actually just have the father. <laughs> He's dead. I know. That would be the best one. He was he was OJ's defense attorney? Yes. Holy shit, so that's where their fame came from. Yes. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to see what sort of uh, business career she has. She created a sunless tanner. No. That's uh, no. a clothing boutique. No. no. She endorsed a weight loss supplement. No. Uh, let's see what has Chloe done. Uh, Not much. Acted. Chloe released a fragrance. She also wrote a novel. The Kardashian Confidential. I, I can feel right now, right here, right now, Andy, I can feel the, the neurons of my brain just disconnecting and trying to leap out of my ears. When you said that in my mind, did you remember the movie Clue? Flames <laughs> from the side of my head. Oh. Is that what you were going for? Yes, that was exactly what I was going You're for. You're welcome. I mean, at this point, I, I'd flip a coin or roll a, a die and die. Oh, God. Has anybody in that family done anything worth doing besides the father, who is a successful defense attorney? What about the mom? What has Chris Jenner been doing? Oh, she was an airline stewardess. So, yeah, that didn't work. Yeah, no. She tried doing a t- daytime talk show that, uh, after six weeks, was canceled by Fox. I... I have to pick one? You have to pick one, yeah. Roll a D3. Well, what about Rob? Rob Kardashian? Yeah. I don't know, what's he doing? Uh, he did Dancing with the Stars. He's got his own sock line. Um, he was going to attend the University of Southern California and study law, but then the law school said that, law school said that he, uh, never even applied, so that didn't work. Like, they're all famous for E! and, and other TV shows, and... Yeah, I do. Oh. I'm... I, I, oh. Can I really just leave them with the, the dead father? Well, maybe some of the half-sisters. Nope, just no. looked. No Kendall, no Kylie, no Brody. Brody. Kind of a name is Brody. <laughs> Kate says they don't count because they're not actually Kardashians. Okay. I'm going to go with Robert Kardashian. I'm going All to right. leave my kid with a, a dead guy because I think that would be better than leaving it with any of the living Kardashians. And I have to go, like, soak my head in bleach now. <laughs> I gotta remember to keep this topic on hand because it actually made Kate leave the room. That's impressive. I know. I'll have to remember that for the future. So yeah, I, t- I don't. I'm, I'm gonna go with the, the Robert Arthur Kardashian, the younger. The younger. Go with that one. Where he's not on my list. Okay. I mean, he started up his own sock line. Ah, he's young. Well, younger than we are. 
He's 26. Yep. Oh, goodness. Okay, well, that was fun. (laughs) On that very uplifting note of, oh my god, why are these people famous? Yeah, fame begets fame. (sighs) Okay, I'm done. (laughs) Alright, that's a wrap. Hell no. Okay, bye everyone. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.